often find ourselves an island unto ourselves. This is one of the most dangerous aspects of being a man. And being an island, we have no one to challenge our views. We have no one to lean on in times of trouble. We often do not have the proper encouragement we need to become more complete as men. How often as men have we felt lost, underappreciated, suicidal, alone, struggled with PTSD, marital issues, burdened with divorce and broken relationships with children, and a litany of other issues with no community. How much have we had to, how much have we suffered in not becoming the men that we should be because of this lack from childhood into manhood? Authentic manhood is suffering greatly because of this deficit. It affects every relationship in our lives from our families, businesses, friendships, or just a random stranger. We are created to have an impact on all of these things. Our islands have a direct impact on this world around us, and who we surround ourselves with has bearing on this impact. going to get into the devotional today okay do you guys have any any praise reports for this week just the progress that we're making i'm thankful for that i'm just uh, thankful i got to do photography yesterday for both for the church and for this uh, meetup that we did those were great things um, back e, on the other days e, do you got anything for this week man that was pretty for me it's it's a praise but not for me. It's just a praise for somebody else that I, that I got to see for the second time in a row in church. This is a person that we've been praying for and fasting for from our last from our last week's conversation about suicide. This person was thinking about suiciding themselves, and funny that God gives a word in perfect timing. And we just got to be obedient to give that word, and it was just simple. <laughs> and he walked up to me on Sunday morning and. He says to me, man, God bless you. He says, I, I don't know, but you, were your ears burning this whole past week? Because God had me on your heart and I was just giving praise to God for you. And I was like, praise God. And I was like, no, not really. <laughs> My ears were not burning because I had other things going on. But praise God that I could see the joy in him. And I was so pleased by that and so blessed that, that I got to be a part of that. That's, that's the only praise I got to see somebody's life starting to be changed be transformed gives the heart a good pleasure it gives that nice little beat in the heart and oh, boom, boom. man that's awesome lord boom. Like, yeah keep going <laughs> absolutely well, that, that is good that's so he basically chose to live another day while and put those thoughts of ending it aside sounds oh like yeah it. and i'm intentional because i'll go up to him after he, because I was going around, I'm, I say hi to everybody pretty much. Nobody gets left behind when I'm in the church saying hi. Everybody's going, everybody's going to feel my hand or a hug. If you're an introvert, it's going to be trouble for you. So I'm not going to lie. I had to hold it back when you said that everybody's going to feel your hand, huh? Oh, man. <laughs> I got a praise report, actually. Last week was, was just really dynamic, man. I got to walk in my day of Wednesday. E, I think I talked to you about this. And uh, brother, it's just, man, my day Wednesday was just, it was a day, it was the anniversary of, it was the anniversary of when I took my life 
two years ago. And last year, I had struggled and I barely made it through that day. And Matt and a buddy of mine, Matt, man, just interceded on my behalf. And I had a lot of brothers during that time that had all you guys lifting me up, getting me through that time. This year was like this complete year of restoration. That was, I woke up to my daddy guys singing to me and singing some worship songs. And then my, my girlfriend, Aya, man, she sends Krispy Kreme donuts hot and ready straight to the door, which was absolutely amazing. And then, and then I was able to have a couple of conversations with a couple of brothers of mine that was, that, that was really uplifting. Then I got to walk in my evangelistic calling with some teenagers. It was the first time since that accident that I was able to go speak at other youth groups. And it was just this complete restoration. My parents got to see me do it. And it was just then afterwards, these guys were just like, hey, we're going to take you out to dinner and celebrate you. And then I got paid, man, to be <laughs> to go and do it too on top of all that. So it was it was a blessing on another level where a guy just, just was just a kind of restoration. And then I think Thursday, someone tried to take out, mess up my life, man, because I witnessed to him, he didn't like it. And I had the cops come into my house, armed up, because he accused me of pulling a gun on him in my room where I was asleep. <laughs> and so I woke up with some guy coming in my door in my room and um, I grabbed the letter. Uh, that was in his hand, and uh, I didn't threaten him. I didn't say anything. He was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa I'm the maintenance guy. And, uh, and before I could do anything, he had ran out the door. And uh, later on that time, I went out and uh, and talked to the guys, and it was just like, I was really concerned for them. Um, that could be a bad situation at any time. It really could. And uh, I ended up witnessing to him. And as soon as I mentioned the name Jesus, this guy just flipped out. I went to a meeting, that meeting that we were at together, Dennis at the right. library board, went to that meeting. And actually, Dennis was with me. Dennis was with me, taking me to the police station and was able to get it resolved, was able to get it resolved. And and it was and then I was able to witness the two of the officers there. Yeah, you, know I mean? you, you witnessed the three officers while we were there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. so three officers. Love I about the other one. Yeah, you know I mean, God's who he is. It's on the throne. And just like. You see how a terrible situation was completely flipped around into a better situation. And so six people heard the gospel. Five, five people heard the gospel. And, and that's what it's really about. That's what it's really about. And so that's my prayers report for the week. Oh, and then us sitting around doing this podcast thing. We got to really sit down, talk it out, flesh some things out. And, and so this ministry right here, this is what we're going to talk about today. And uh, we're going to get into uh, the devotional and do this first portion of this right here. So the Pitt Men's Ministry, and this is what we're playing around with, what we're going to be calling this particular podcast is the Pit. And so the Pit is where a place where men gather together and cast all their cares upon God and a brotherhood of men with no judgment, with no fear of judgment, alienation, Complete acceptance, no matter your race, denomination, station in life, or political views. Just to sum this all up, while we're doing this podcast, all that political junk that we hold on to, all those things that separates the body of Christ, we leave that before we get on these calls because they have no place 
in in kingdom building, which is what we are doing. We are kingdom building and we are arming ourselves and becoming warriors of the gospel. So what matters here is the gospel, healing, and brotherhood. And so we do not want to separate. We don't want to separate those things and stuff like that. I'll be separated by those things. So why this is a need, and this is pretty much why we are doing this. Hey, sweetie. So this is my niece. Right here. Good morning. This is my first podcast. I look like I always love the big cat. You look like a big head. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I got to talk. I got to go over there. All right. And so this is why the pit is a need. Since we often find ourselves an island and we have to find ourselves an island unto ourselves. Hey, sweetheart. We often find ourselves an island unto ourselves. This is one of the most dangerous aspects of being a man. And being an island, we have no one to challenge our views. We have no one to lean on in time for trouble. We often do not have the proper encouragement we need to become more complete as men. How often as men have we felt lost, underappreciated, suicidal, alone, struggled with PTSD, marital issues, burdened with divorce and broken relationships with children, and a litany of other issues with no community? How much have we had to, how much have we suffered in not becoming the men that we should be because of this lack from childhood into manhood? Authentic manhood is suffering greatly because of this deficit. It affects every relationship in our lives from our families, businesses, friendships, or just a random stranger. We are created to have an impact on all of these things. Our islands have a direct impact on this world around us and who we surround ourselves with has bearing on this impact. And so this is the, I would like to say like our mission statement, the thing that the vision that we have is to bring men out of these islands that we are, because a lot of times we get separated to ourselves. And then that's the most dangerous thing a man can do because his views are not being challenged. A lot of times too, when we're in these places, our own thoughts supersede God's thoughts. And you don't have no men pouring into your life telling you, hey, this is what God's thoughts are. And then, and then surrounding yourself by men is going to lift you up. It's going to show up and be there for you. That's going to help carry your burdens because that's what we are supposed to do as brothers in Christ. We carry each other's burdens. That's We are our brother's keepers. And that's very important. And E, you, you got any thoughts on this with the pit ministry? Because this is something we've been dreaming up for about two years now or a year and a half. You hit it on the head. It's a it's a relationship. It's not something that you just speak of. It's something that you actually do. You put your faith to action. You draw you, God draws men onto him. And how he does that is by the like what you put in the mission statement, an island onto itself. So we're all islands. We're all one person. We have our own island. Is our island drawing the people because of us? Or our island is drawing the people because we have Jesus in us. That's the difference. And if we have Jesus in us, then people will want to go on our island. And in our island, we can go ahead and disciple these men that need the help. Be intentional about it. That's one thing that my brother Dave Sherman, who passed away, taught me was be intentional about things. If you're not intentional, then what are we doing? People fall off to the wayside because people are not intentional with them. People are not making the phone calls. People are not saying, hey, let's go have some lunch. What's going on in your life? What can we pray for? What can we do? 
or something happens during the day and they need somebody to call and then to pick up your call, pick up the phone. And it's these little things that, that these little attributes that we have that we can do for the men. If it wasn't for Patrick, Jeremy, Matthew, Logan, and even my pastor, Eric, they were all intentional. And that intentionality rubs off on everybody that, that sees the same vision that, that Jesus has put in all of our hearts. And, you know, it's one of the main reasons why I send out a devotion every Monday to over 50 men. And um, hold, on, hold on one second, man. Uh-huh. Can you turn that back on, please? All right. Go ahead. The fact of the matter is that we're the pitch should be something that transforms or better yet, the word that I use that God says to be transformed in his light and his word, his way from your old way. And in order for that to happen, the walks that we have in our lives, our stories, there's plenty of other people that are out there that, that share that same story. And when they share that same story, they relate. And we're better yet to let them know that First John 4, 4, greater is he in us than he of the world. And if we have that power, we can relate that power to them and show them and walk with them, that they have the power to defeat the depression in their minds, their, the despair in their minds, their situations at home, walking with Christ, helping them to learn these things that, that God has put in us. It can, it can flourish out through them and uh, be shared with other people as a community of men sharing the gospel together as the disciples did, and then mentoring them to the point that they can go out and do it themselves. And it doesn't matter where they're at in, in the United States. It can be, they can be in, in across the country. It'd be the same thing. And that's what the pitch should be about. I agree. And I think a couple of things that came to my mind through this is number one, the name, the pit, because I think to me, that's evocative of feeling stuck that, that, and I know that in my own life, many times in the past, I felt like I was stuck, stuck in a place, stuck in behavior patterns that I knew were not right, that were just self-destructive and harmful of others. And I think that's a common theme or a common feeling amongst amongst guys. And then the other thing that you mentioned that I really like was describing us as being islands because we tend to live our lives isolated for various reasons. But I think that there's a lot of isolation that is happening in our world. I think it always has, but I think it's more we're aware of it more, but I think we, God made us to be in relationship. He made us to be in community. And when we live on an island and we're that island of one, we're not in relationship. We're not in community. We're not, we're not in relationship really with anyone, not with God or even the people around us. And so I think that there's probably lots of reasons around it. Um, my hope is that we can, through this through this podcast that we're starting, that we can start to address some of those issues that can help other men to 
really not be on that island, just going through life, trying to figure it out on their own. Because there's all kinds of things that, that just come to mind is that we get, we experience rejection or we experience criticism. And when we get to the point where we think that's all we're going to get is we just shut down. You know, we don't expose ourselves to that. And so that's, I've isolated myself. I've become this island because I don't expect to be accepted. And of course, that's going to be different from God. God calls us to a standard, right? So even my best efforts are going to fall short of perfection. But the thing that I love about my faith and about God and about the community of men that, that I've been in relationship with has been that, okay, we're not sitting here and condemning you when you fail. We're in this the same situation, and we know that we're not perfect, but we're not going to be beating you or beating ourselves up about it. We're going to be focused on how can we go from where we are to being better. And mm-hmm. that's what I love about this. There's, there's a sense of, ex- of inclusion and a sense of acceptance without saying, yeah, man, you're stuck here and this is the problem that you've been wrestling with and it's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay to stay stuck. We've got a gambling problem. We've got a drinking problem. We've got a lust problem. We've got a, a mouth that we can't control. Whatever that problem is, we're not going to be doing further rejection. We're going to be saying, come on board with us and let's work our ways out of the pit. Amen That's to that. What goes on. Amen to that. That is yeah, one of those amen. things. That is one of those things that is just one thing I do love about the men's groups that I've been a part of, even coming out there to to where you guys were at, at Red Cigar Lounge, Dennis, was just that that brotherhood that so many men are searching for that in so many different areas. And as long as you can just find that that group of men, man, that can that'll help you, man. It's all you need, man. The Bible's very intentional about these kind of things. And so um glad to have you guys. Glad to be on this journey with you guys. Carlos, welcome. Brother, you've been fighting all morning to get on here, man. And he, welcome, Carlos. <laughs> you finally yeah. been on here, man. So it, it, we're glad to see you here, man, for real. We really are. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read today's devotional, and then we'll chop it up, dissect it a little bit between, the, between us. And uh, Carlos, man, please feel free to weigh in, man. We want to hear your voice, man, and, and your thoughts and where God's what God's doing in your life, man. Because uh, there's something that you, you, since I've met you, man, there's been several things that you said that has helped me put things in perspective. And just would love to hear your voice also. And if you're having trouble with that, it's the audio button at the bottom left. And then you can join the audio, join the audio. And it says join on audio on your device. You hit, that's how you're able to speak. May 1st, this is called spiritual childness. I may be careful not to be impatient with God, for impatience is childlessness. Childlessness is an obstacle to God working with me. Moses was childish when he cried, you have not rescued me or your people at all. Exodus 5.23. He thought God should have delivered his people from Egypt immediately. And since God did not respond that way, Moses impatiently exploded on God. How many times have we done that? Childishness destroys the very character of God. It says God promised, but he has not done it. It reckons that God's actions must be compressed into my time schedule, and it must be done my way. 
It is the frustration of a baby who cannot control his parents, who cannot cope in with an adult world. Childishness is an essential childishness is an es- essentially trying to bring God down to earth and forcing him to obey earthly laws instead of the laws of heaven. It's like a child who could render his parents infants instead of becoming mature as they are. Am I a sulking Christian? Do I flare up like Moses, pout like King Saul, or sulk like Jonah? Do I get peeved at God because I cannot control him put a hand, or put a handle on him? The remedy for childishness is not time, for many people are still childish in later years. The remedy is to look at God ourselves, for nothing stops, but not, nothing stops the pouting better than a good look in the mirror. This is why I must use my Bible constantly, like a mirror. It is my truest friend. It tells me what I need to know. James tells me that if I look properly at my spiritual mirror and correct the pouty look, I will be blessed in what I do. James 1.25. That is the maturity I want, to be blessed in what I do. If when, if then you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Colossians 3.1. What are your thoughts on this, guys? What are your thoughts? I think it describes where a lot of Christians are. I know, thinking in my own life, that there's a lot of that in, in, in me when I was wrestling and struggling with my faith. And because it was really not seeing God's hand and not understanding his timeline and wanting, wanting answers now and wanting it answered the way I wanted it. Very childish. Yeah. And, and so. Oh, you still got something, Dennis? No, I was just saying, and, and then maturing from that is a process. And it's being, being able to, number one, recognize that I was being selfish. I was being immature with this and surrendering to the knowledge that God loves me and that his ways are not my ways. And that even though I may not see an answer to my prayers in the way that I think that they should be, that they have always turned out to, to be good ways. You know, so it's, it, it, there's a process that I've had to go through and my maturing of my faith and my, my, my walk. And I must, I think that's, probably similar to what a lot of other folks have to go through as we become mature Christians. It all boils back to laying yourself down. We like to flare up on a lot of things, being patient, but God calls us to be patient. I know many times in my life, I wanted to see things to ha- happen right away and they never do because of my, my impatience. We all have this trait in us. We were all born with it. The fact is that when you start laying it down, uh, what I come across for me in the past two years, which is so critical, even with what we're doing now with the first fruits of doing this podcast and getting all the kinks out of the way, it's giving it to God the first thing in the morning and doing what Paul did, dying to yourself daily is so critical as a Christian man, a Christian woman on your daily walk, giving it to God and allowing him to infiltrate your day. And that's in everything. That's in the decisions you make. I've spoken, this, spoken to with this with Jeremy before, 
deciding you got two kinds of toothpaste. You got to aim in the COVID. God, it's that silly, but it's that simple. It's intricate. Putting God into the mix of everything you do. Okay, Lord, what am I going to use today? Am I going to use AIM today or am I going to use Colgate today? If you have a relationship with Christ, he's going to answer you right away. That's why I spoke to Patrick before. Sometimes we allow the big fuzz of the world as a volume of a speaker to drown out what God's, God is saying to us on a minute-to-minute-to-day-to-day basis because we have all these distractions in the world that's going on. And when we start to spiritually tap into God every day and spiritually allow him to walk in our day and allow him to dictate our day, that volume, that switch goes down. And all of a sudden, you don't hear the fuzz of the world anymore, but you hear God clearly. And I know I figured that out. I don't say figured it out. I said this actually that God has in me, that he has in everybody, that if you're walking with him and having a relationship with him, He'll drown you. He'll drown out those sounds until you can hear them clearly. And so, when you speak of something that you pray for, that you're impatient for, God's going to tell you it's going to happen. He's not going to tell you when it's going to happen, but then you start seeing the fruits of those things happen. And that's because He's transforming you to see things differently. He's taking your fleshly heart, like I said before, and removing it and putting His heart in your chest. And allowing that to be so like that, everything that you speak out of your mouth by faith, it is not your words anymore. It's his words. And when that happens, you start seeing the transform this transformation around you. And then the fruits of the spirit, as you continue to remain in the vine, as it says, in John, as we are the branches, he is the vine. If you continue to remain in the vine, then the fruit starts to bear this nourishment of a spiritual and physical uh, attribute that you can actually, a good nectar you can put in and you can sink your teeth in and eat of, but not for you, but for those that are out there. Everything that... That, thinking that way is the reason, one of the reasons why a lot of uh, things in my life that you, you know, we all think, well, am I on God's path? Am I on God's path? You feel sometimes for yourself you're not, but because you continue to be faithful and diligent and continue to have a relationship with Christ, you get to hear those by other people. And that's how you see the fruit of God working in your life, not by you edifying yourself, but by people edifying you because they see Christ in you. And this is where you take away of this thought of being boastful. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. You ain't doing anything unless God allows it to be done. And that's by humbling yourself, which is such a critical part. If you don't humble yourself and you're arrogant, God is not going to be in there. And uh, I find myself a lot of times humbling myself and allowing God to do things instead of me opening my mouth. Our mouths as men get us in trouble every single time. So we're thinking... Oh, God is saying this, and God is saying, no, I'm not in that, man. What are you talking about? I said, console with me before you open your mouth. And I've learned that the hard way, many different ways. And because of me holding back and humbling myself in those situations, I find that my, my, my surroundings have become much, much better. And I give glory to God for that. That ain't my doing. <laughs> that's for sure but 
That's it. I had to go through a lot of that, just a lot of that release from the grumbling during this past year. E, I know you're one that's heard me complain a lot, <laughs> a lot, especially when it comes to just my More situation. than enough, more than what I wanted to hear. <laughs> and the thing is, to be honest, I'm not even really, <laughs> I'm not offended by that at all, man, because I know, man, just going through this time, just trying to figure out what God wanted, and just had all these things going on, just trying to live a life where I'm working nonstop, not getting paid. And so like, you're trying to figure out how you're going to start your life and get a car, get an apartment, get out of your parents' house and all this kind of stuff. I'm 42 years old living with my parents. It's absolutely, it's a good situation. Like it's not nothing bad with them like that, but it's just, I've been on my own since I was 17 and just being back in that, being in in this situation is tough. And then, I got this amazing woman that has came into my life and all I want to do is just provide for her and be that breadwinner for her. And not being able to do that is is very frustrating at times and stuff like that. And just sometimes just getting from point A to point B because everything is always dependent on somebody else. Most of my days, I can't, unless I get a ride, anything after one o'clock is pretty much off off the table for me unless if I want to go do something on my own. I have to do everything in the morning. And that's hit or miss sometimes. And so it's just been really frustrating. And you're like, all right, Lord, it's been two years. You know what I mean? Like what's gonna happen here? And I've gotten very upset with God at times. I think my I've my especially I, I have seen me get upset, which still bothers me too, because I don't want her to see me in that state of despair and whatnot, but, but I've had those temper tantrums and then God's every single time he's, he's like, he smacks me. He's like, dang boy, you ain't seen everything I, I've done for you, man. And do you think if I'm going to build you up with a firm foundation, like a foundation that can't be shaken, don't you think it's going to take a little bit of time to build that up? And we want things that we're in this society and in this mindset of everything has to be done now. But God is the God of the eternal. So everything he does that's of his nature is always building the foundation for you to to not. He's always building a foundation made out of rock. He's never putting you in a foundation made of sand, wood, hay, or stubble. He's never doing that where it can just crumble easy. Like when God does things in your life that he's trying to do, it's always this thing of stone so that you can build upon it. And then whatever you build on it, it will have, it'll have longevity way past, like a lot of times too, we're thinking like the things that God's building in our lives are just for us. It's for our kids. It's for the people that comes after us. It's for the people that we disciple. Like all these things that God does in our life has more implications with that foundation and how that house is being built that, that the person that you're becoming than you can ever imagine. And so we're all leaving these kind of like legacies in our kids, in our family members, in our church members. And I think EU was talking about how God edifies you. That's the one thing that happened this past, I went to Trace Diaz two weeks ago and I just go around, I don't really think about absolutely anything. I'm like, I never do anything where I'm just like, oh man, I wonder who's gonna see what I'm doing. I just do things. 
anybody that knows me and knows my heart and things, like I never have expectancy of anything. Half the time, I don't even know what I'm doing. I just, you need me to show up, I'll show up. If you need me to be there, I'll be there. And it's nothing except for the fact that you're my brother, you're my sister. That's it. There's no other thoughts outside of that. And so I went to Trace Diaz and EU experienced this too at Men's Encounter, where the next thing you know, um, you're getting all these letters from people that you sewed into, but you don't know the, how they actually see you. And I got over 20 something letters from all kinds of different people in the church and stuff like that, where they're just like, man, I got something in my eye, where they're just like telling me like the impact and stuff like that has had me. And you just like, that's why God's building that foundation. That's why God's giving you that fruit, that sweet nectar that other people can bite into and be inspired by and stuff like that. And you don't, the, the thing that's so good about God is like, he's doing that. So most of the time you don't even know how far reaching implications those things are until people, somebody comes back around and tells you three months later, Hey, you saved my life talking to me about suicide or you did that. And that's what the purpose, that's what's so good about this whole process of what we're doing with this podcast. This is, we're just starting out and it'll be childish of us to be like sitting there thinking that we're going to be the greatest thing that ever hit the waves right off the bat. This is going to take some effort, but God's building in us the foundation that's made of stone that can maybe help generations throughout time with the things that we say, because the things that we do and the kind of men that we become, because these videos, these podcasts, these are things that I just watched a video by this guy named Paul Washer. That's like from t almost 20 years ago. And that's, it was, no, it's about 10 years ago. I'm going to say maybe 10, 15 years ago. And I just watched this video by Paul Washer and that still has impact on me 10 years later because of the legacy he left of telling the truth and the man that he decided to become to follow God and give out these messages about the truth of the gospel and how we need to walk it out and live it out. And when I see that, I'm just like, oh man, like that, like, it's not about us. It never is. This childishness, this maturity that God's trying to bring into us, it's never about us. It's always about the people around us and who he's trying to reach through us and how he gets the glory by people seeing these men that were knuckleheads, cussing around, doing drugs, whatever it is that I was before I became me messing up here and there. Didn't understand how to love people. I didn't understand love. I really truly didn't. There's a lot of things I didn't understand, but then God goes, let me erase all that, make you what I need to make you grow you up, show you actually how to live. And then man, the implications that that's going to have for the gospel, which is what it's always about. It's going to be massive. It's going to be massive. And it's always massive. If you just reach one, that's what the other thing we don't understand either. Like this, what we're doing is all about the one, that one guy that needs to hear it today. That one guy that needs, that, that needs encouragement today. That one guy that was on the ledge today and something that we said, the Holy Spirit used us to actually reach into that one man's soul. So this is not about the numbers. This is about the one. And if we keep that in sight and don't get all mad and pouty, when things aren't going our way, but just be like, okay, God, you're in control. We give it to you. Yeah, we're not making money right now. Yeah, only two people 
listen to the show. You know what I mean? There's going to be all kinds of things. We don't have the money to afford this or that, or we can't move forward. But then God's timing is perfect, like today. I completely agree, Patrick. And it's like, I'm missing some of the other guys that have been on with us before we even started this. But what I really believe is that whoever's who's ever with us in these conversations, the fact of the matter is that we can be, we can be, what am I trying to say here? The genuine and we can be uplifting. We can be, we can be giving something to, to our brothers here that is genuine. And that's what really made an impression upon me when you first invited me to these calls several months ago. And I'm hoping that the others don't get scared off by the fact that we want to do this as a podcast. But I think it's that, I think it's this intimacy and genuineness that that others need to hear. And maybe maybe a five forty five start time is just something that some guys just can't get, can't do. And that's why I also believe that the format that we were starting here can help and reach others at a time that they can participate. And maybe they're not interacting verbally with us or through the video that hopefully they'll be able to interact with us in some other fashion to say, I had a question about this, or I was really blessed by what he said or what Patrick said, or maybe even what I said, who knows, but that's my, what I see happening here. That's my hope and my prayer. That's what, what we're on the path towards providing to, for doing not for us, but for the men in our group and the men who will be joining us later. And to that, I was going to ask Carlos if he had anything to say, but he jumped off right before I could get him. But I think today, even about today, today was such a blessing today. I think it was after everything we talked about yesterday, this was meant to happen the way it did. Like usually Mm -hmm. I'd be kind of like, man, we've had a good steady nine, 10 guys lately. And, and today it's just the three of us. And it was just like, so we're fumbling around. My, my nieces and nephews are coming out the woodworks. <laughs> Mom's over here making cereal, like right here in front of me and around. Yeah, got the, blender the, and the, the blender going on back here. <laughs> <laughs> you got Dennis and the cats back there doing some UFC in the background, bro. <laughs> I think one of the cats body slammed another cat back there, man. I'm packing up, man. Part of that to me says... <laughs> you know, Part of that, so, though, I think, is keeping it real. It's not yeah. we're, clearly we're not staging this. <laughs> let me let me give this word that I just got. This is out of James thirteen to eighteen. We're talking about not being frustrated and you know, all this stuff. In our walks, God has designed us, and in our work walks right now, doing this podcast, there's wisdom that comes with all that. Going through the fire that we're going through, God gives us wisdom in return for having a relationship with him. And it says here in James, it says, who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show his works by his good life in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, do not boast and do not lie against the truth. 
this wisdom descends not from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and devilish. For where there is envying and strife, there is confusion in every evil work. But get this. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy, and what? Good fruits. Without partiality and without hypocrisy, the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Man, how fitting that is, man. Amen. <laughs> how fitting that is, man. God is awesome, dude. That's <laughs> it. I believe we have successfully made it through our first one. Now we're going to have to figure out editing this whole thing and how to separate audio from video. There's a lot of things that we're going to have to get together and do. I mean, I guess we'll figure that out this week. Dennis, I don't know when you will have time. Right now I'm looking at, we're going to be getting together tomorrow, right? We've got our lunch with, with, uh, we're doing life curse tomorrow. Yes. Yes. And so we'll have some time before and after that, I'm thinking. And then look, if that doesn't, I've got a doctor's appointment morning on Wednesday, but otherwise I'm clear. And then we've got that the library board prayer meeting Thursday midday. I've got a Zoom meeting at four. So I've got a lot of flexibility right now. So Friday's pretty much wide open. Okay. I know we're, we're trying, trying to go in on Joanne on Friday okay. uh, to get our fourth man on the squad and see what she's right. all about. Just pre and prayer for her. She's just got a lot on her plate, but this is another thing that she can help get her voice out there. Today, we need to be praying for, especially for Shadell, Rick, and Brian. Brian, especially, man, like, brother's going through it. I'm mm-hmm. going to check up on him today. Him and Rick, just give them a call. And like Rick, too, if you guys could check up on, on those guys. And uh, and uh, that those are the special ones today, and all the other guys that's not here, but uh, but them specifically, I know they're they're struggling right now. So let's pray all for right. them. I will close it out if you guys will start I, off. I just for me, just uh, we're uh, we're needing prayer for I don't know guidance provision. We've got two cars, both of them are having engine problems, and uh, I have one of them in the shop. And they're we're coming. They're supposed to come back today with a estimate of what it's going to cost to repair this. The car's got about two hundred thousand miles. Need need God's wisdom. Is it time to get a different vehicle? All that kind of those practical matters that He's provided for us, given us cars that have been reliable for the last couple of years, and we're looking at probably having to, to replace both of them sometime soon. Yeah, I, just for me, I really don't know. I try not to. I know sometimes I need prayer. I always need prayer. But I can never know exactly what I need because I'm always thinking about other people. I guess for prayer for my daughter, Gracie, she just turned 17. She don't talk to me, so send her a Happy birthday the other day and didn't get no response. Got some pictures back of her going to a prom and and let's just leave it as was not pleased with those pictures in the sense of what was shown in that picture. And it was nothing 
flamboyant or anything like that or prerogative, provocative or anything like that. It's just the culture of what we in in this day and age with our youth and this acceptance of do as thy wilt, which is straight out of the pit of hell. Be who you can be, however you want to be type of attitude and not having guidance and leading leading these teens to the cross. And I'm speaking to my daughter, for example, this is a hard thing to see. And uh, so I want to lift her up in prayer and pray that uh, God works a miracle in her life in the sense that he sends a friend that she can trust that, that God can use as an angel to, to, I would say, infiltrate. <laughs> in guide, her back to, guide her back to his heart. Yes, and guide her back. That was the only thing that I have is frustrating to see, a little disappointing. I can only do what I can do. And the only thing that I can do, and it's not in defeat, it's an utter victory, is to trust God and use this mouth to edify and build her up. So like that, when that time comes, it'll happen. And I believe it will. (laughs) So I have faith that it will. That's all I got. Would be honestly just the job situation will work out get an opportunity for a job so like that will work out or either this podcast will start producing something just practical things as far as just money and moving out and income i got a woman i want to marry and i got to start making income in the late the years getting there it's already may so she really wants this hoping for some things just to happen and that's about that's about it for that and just opportunities to share the gospel, man. Like this whole thing with this evangelism thing, man. I'm so excited about doing these rallies, these youth rallies, what can come out of them. I'm going to talk to another guy today about some other kind of evangelism thing that he's wanting to do. So I'm going to give him a call about that. And uh, man, just I just want any opportunity to spread the gospel to youth and, and hopefully that can happen. And just let God put me where he wants me to put me. Use me how he wants me to use me. And for me just to be obedient in those ways. So that's about it. My brother. We'll go ahead and pray it out. Hopefully I have enough time here before my yeah, for well, so, okay. I'm not sure how close we're trying to keep things to time, but <clears throat> you had said that you were gonna close us out in prayer, so I'd say let's do that. Let's just Yeah, let's do that and close it out. All right, I'll close it out. Um, Dear Father, I just thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for these brothers, Lord. I thank you for just the opportunity, Lord, to to move forward in this way, Lord. Um, Lord, I pray, Lord, that more than men, Lord, will be willing, Lord, to be a part of this, to participate, Lord, in the voices of these men, Lord, and being able to express these things, Lord, is going to be a game changer, Lord, because so many people need to hear so many different stories um, to get a better perspective on the goodness of who you are, Lord, through each other. I pray, Lord, just by the prayer request, Lord, that has been mentioned, Lord, that Lord, that you just intercede on our behalves, Lord, and you just lift us up, Lord, and thank you, Lord, honestly, for the pit, Lord. A lot of times we think the pit is just always just this miry thing, Lord, but you, but, the, but Lord, we get to get into that pit, Lord, so you get to pull us out. And so we can know, Lord, there's no other way but you. And Lord, it's a wonderful thing, Lord, sometimes, Lord, it's falling down. So we can be picked back up, Lord, because, man, there's so much love that comes with that, Lord. Lord, thank you. I pray, Lord, that in our futures, Lord, that instead of falling into the pit, Lord, 
we learn how to step over it and go around it, Lord, or create bridges over it, Lord, for those coming behind us so they don't get into it. And Lord, I mean, that you teach us your ways, Lord, and your precepts, Lord, and your heart. Lord, just make us men after your own heart. Make us men, Lord, that are not passive, Lord, that don't advocate our authority, Lord, but we step into the God-given authority that you've given us, Lord, to dominate, Lord, and to conquer the things around us, Lord. And the thing is, you say that we're more than conquerors. So we're conquerors and occupiers, Lord. And that's what the things that we can be as men. And so, Lord, continue to lift them up. We're going to put a special prayer request out for Rick, Lord, as he's in surgery today or surgery or going into anesthesia today. I don't know what's going on, but um, I pray that you be with him. I pray for Brian, Lord, and what's going on in his life, Lord, that you just, you lift him up, Lord. You give him peace, Lord. Let him know he's surrounded by our brothers, Lord, and repair, Lord, the broken things, Lord. We actually repair him, Lord. When you start to repair everything else, Lord, he'll be ready to receive it. Lord, I also want to pray for all the other men, Patrick, Donovan, Shadell. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the rest of these guys, man, these names, man, so many of them. Carlos, Lord, that was here, Lord. Thank you for him being there today, Lord. Brian, Travis, Thomas. I know I'm missing a whole lot, Lord. There's just so many guys, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that you just lift all of them up. But their names escape me, Lord. But I pray that you just lift them up, Lord. Thank you so much for everything you do. Thank you for the honor and the privilege, Lord, to be able to do this for you. And Lord, we get to have some fun, Lord, sharing your word and sharing your word with the others, Lord. Can't wait to see what you do with this in the future. Be with all of our wives and significant others. Lift them up, Lord, because if we're going to be doing this, Lord, the devil is coming after them and our families. And so Lord, I pray, Lord, you just, I had your protection upon them and continue, Lord, just growing those women to um, the best of help needs, Lord, to help us on our way to knowing you better. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 All right, man. I love you guys. We're going to work on everything you now, man. We got our first yeah. one down. God bless. 